0: Welcome back, you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. This is week number 105. Last week we were talking about recessions, this week we're going to be talking about investing in yourself, but before we get into that, I'm going to tell you about a great story from today. I am off to Australia tomorrow, which is exciting. I got out of here at work earlier to go home, make some dinner and then come back, make sure I've got all my stuff packed. First time overseas, interestingly, uh, when I opened up my passport stuff, the... Last time I came back was on the last flight back into the country from Melbourne before people had to start self-isolating and uh, that was, I kept the ticket, so that was the last time I'd been overseas when COVID was just kicking off, but I'm lucky enough to be going back over to Australia this weekend and I went home to cook some food and then come back to record this podcast so that you've got it Friday 9 a.m., I was even considering doing next Friday's episode as well because I know I'll be busy by the time I come back because I'm staying over till Wednesday. But uh, I thought, nah, I might get a vibe for what uh, Australia's like and then record it on the other side of going so that I can share any things so that I come across whilst I'm over there. But I got a call this afternoon or this evening when I got home and I always answer calls from people uh, where I don't know the number because uh, you just never know who it could be. It could be a new client, it could be someone that's got the lottery numbers, could be life-changing. Now, I don't know if I'll always rep that methodology, but part of the reason I do do it is because I know a lot of people my age, they are scared of their phone ringing. Oh, who is it? I don't know who it is. And they freak out. So I decided, well, I don't want to be like that. I want to be excited. So now every time my phone rings and I don't know who it is, I get excited because I think, fuck, what's on the other side of this? So I flipped it. Now, included in one of my affirmations, which I've spoken to you about before too, is the fact that I get excited when my phone rings and I don't know who it is, because I'm teaching myself to have the confidence that it doesn't fucking matter who is ringing me, that I'll be able to deal with whatever it is that they're bringing to me. So, maybe that's a little bit of an insight that I didn't even plan to give you, but my phone rang from an unknown number, bang, Luke answers it, hello Luke speaking, hello it's Lara here, Um, I'm sorry I haven't really been in touch with you recently, and I'm thinking, what the hell, yeah hey. Uh, no worries, uh, I'm like, uh, Lara, and then I started to click, I was like, oh, wait a second, she said, oh, I've been working through your Keep the Change course, and I was like, oh, Lara, it's like, how you going, so she's, downloaded, uh, she's found, found my number on the on the internet, and this was a, a lady who reached out to me, I can't remember, months and months and months ago, and wanted to know how expensive Keep the Change night school was, and is there sort of like a payment plan for it, because they couldn't really afford to access it. And I said look I'll tell you what I'll give you access to it and because I just take that money if anyone pays for it when it, when it was uh, paid and I would just reinvest it into Facebook ads to get uh, keep the change in money mail in front of more people and I said I'll give you access but what I'd like you to do is work through each chapter and then email me and tell me what you learned from it. And so Lara said that would be amazing, thank you so much and that's what she did So I started getting emails and it would be, hey, like, sorry, it's been um, a couple of weeks since I last emailed you, but this is what I learned going through this one. And it was really cool to see what someone, a user, a complete stranger, was getting out of the content that I'd put together in the Keep the Change Night School. And that's where I thought, well, maybe if people are getting so much out of it, but not many people have paid for it, fuck it, should I just ship it for free The downside to that is I know that if people don't pay, they don't pay attention, so people probably sign up and then not actually work through it. But I thought it's better to be in the hands of more people and I'll figure out how to generate some income to uh, help subsidise, keep the change in other ways. Now, Lara wanted to share with me that she had cleared four credit cards. She had built an emergency fund. She had moved home temporarily to change her expenses in her outgoings, which had allowed her to clear some of her debt. She had gotten rid of every single one of those credit cards, and today was the day that she finally got rid of the fourth one. And the bank had confirmed today that it was gone, and that she'd actually overpaid by a little bit, and so they'd refunded that money to her. And she was just so stoked with the progress that she has made, and rightly so, and the money that she'd put into her emergency account is probably was a great, like a good amount of money. And I said, you have come so far and you have done so much and you're probably now thinking, what do I need to do? I'm like, the first thing I would suggest is that you celebrate and maybe that's with your parents and thank them that they took you in as well and have a wine with them or a dinner or even just celebrate with yourself and just make sure that you are stoked with what you've achieved because it's amazing. And often as humans, we don't celebrate the things that we do And we sort of just wait to our birthday to celebrate something and then the next day it's all done. But I'd suggest that if you achieve things, then celebrate those things because it's very healthy for us and then we get into the habit of wanting to do more of that too. But Lara's life now looks completely different because she's not focused on debt and credit cards anymore. She's focused already thinking about, well now I've got to start thinking about investing and I've, I've set up a bank account for saving for a home eventually when I can get to that. And her world looks completely different. Now, and she said to me, I've done a number of other financial literacy type lessons and uh, signed up to things but your content in this course just seemed to speak to me and it just did the trick for my brain As I think the words that she used or it clicked with my brain and I know that that night school won't solve everyone's problems but it will help some people get further down the path and simplify how you can set up some of your finances and get in control of some of the things that you've got going on. So if you don't have access to night school and you would like that, there are lessons basically to help you avoid all of the common pitfalls of what people get themselves into trouble with when it comes to finances. So keepthechange.co.nz forward slash night school forward Hyphen, I think it is V2, get the link out of my um, email that I send out on a Friday, or it's in the Instagram link tree, if you click on the link in the bio there, you'll find it, it's free, I think the platform asks for your credit card, that's just a default because everybody that uses that platform charges, so it's not designed to be given out for free. But I've changed the pricing to zero so you don't actually get charged anything and it doesn't store your credit card details or anything. But if I was filling it out too, I'd be like, fuck's going on here, why would I have to give over my credit card number? But rest assured, not keeping that, don't care. I don't even get a record of it. I don't even see when people log in anymore. I used to keep an eye on that. I used to get a notification if someone paid for it and accessed it. But now I just hope that people are doing something in there. But uh, you might want to have a look through that or you might want to pass it on to somebody. But shout out to Laura, uh, Lara, That made my Thursday and just shows that this stuff is all the worthwhile. And I think for me, the most exciting thing is seeing people actually take action. And I can write and I can talk and I can preach and draw and make videos and make webinars and I can make templates and all this shit. But if people don't go and take action, well, I'm fucking wasting my time, aren't I? So it's always good to see and hear from people that actually do and they don't just listen or watch, they actually go away and they do. And I know these things take time and then they can come back and say, hey, uh, this is what I've achieved. Now, just a heads up, if you achieve some things based off the back of some of the things you learn with Keep the Change, you don't need to call me, okay? It was great that Lara did uh, because that was, we'd been through a little bit of a journey together. Um, but uh, just drop me a message or something like that and I can reuse it as feedback and put it on the story and things to inspire other people as well but I guess I've got my number available on the internet so that's my uh, my own doing anyway right let's get into week number 105 and we're going to be talking about investing in yourself during tough times also how much better do I sound than last week now a week further beyond COVID back in the gym etc I've been sleeping really well and feeling really good so um, shout out to everybody that's got COVID or had it or going through it or about to go into wave number two three or whatever we're going to face Uh, Try and keep yourself well and think about how you can look after yourself and that's investing in yourself as well. So very, very important during these times where there is a pandemic of uh, illness floating around us. Welcome to Friday. Last week we were talking about recessions and what they are. We've been looking at prices going up and costs increasing for all of us too. Now we spoke about how it can be hard to invest when we are struggling financially and when it is so volatile we get nervy to do so. don't know if you've looked at the share market or even crypto recently but shit it is yuck. This brings me back to investing in your greatest ever asset, yourself. Okay, do not forget that. We, you, I, we are all our greatest asset that we have. So we need to invest into ourselves, right? And keep it simple. For many of us, we give up learning once we leave school or university. Successful people, if you study them, they'll often reference how important learning has been for their own journey towards success. When I put together the 30 and 30 podcast series, one of the most uh, mentioned podcasts and ones that people replied about was the one around investing in yourself. Now, hopefully, you've listened to that. If not, I'm going to include a link further down in this email, but you can go back on the podcast platform and you can find it. I think it was episode number 13 of that 30 and 30 but you will find that and you will get a lot out of it. Now, investing in businesses and deals seems complicated and it is complicated for a number of people and so they just don't do it. It's something that not all of us are familiar with, but I like to remind people to keep it simple. Start with your investing. If you haven't started yet, start by investing in yourself and continue to invest in yourself as you go as well. That might be even just things like understanding your risk tolerance and stress tolerance, i.e. you might be the sort of person who needs a rainy day fund to feel less anxious when unexpected events happen. A rainy day fund is where you put money aside for a rainy day so that you know you are covered when it pisses down, because it will rain, and when it rains, it often pours. Or you might be like, nah, I don't need to worry about that, I'll just use a credit card, apply for one, or I'll just ask my parents for the help. And you probably are completely different to the person that wants to have an emergency fund and can't lean on those things. Now, I saw, just to interject here as well, this isn't part of money mail, but during the week, I was talking about buy now, pay later on LinkedIn. And I've seen this get commented on Facebook as well where people say, Buying our payload is outstanding. It's it's enabled me to buy things that I never would have been able to afford. And people are like, Yeah, 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 liking it. And exactly you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Like that that's why it's dangerous because we're getting shit ahead of us being able to afford it. But it's a solution, right? So I get what they're saying. But then someone said on LinkedIn Buy now, pay later has been great for me because it's allowed me to pay for my car repairs and things that have popped up, unexpected maintenance that I wouldn't have been able to afford to pay for. And I can um, pay for it week after week after that and I can afford it. And I'm like, so that means that in your budget, you've got the ability to repay it. So I'm like, what were you doing before the thing happened to your car that made you think about it? Do you know what I mean? So I said to that person what about if you put aside that same amount of money into an emergency fund or even on the other side of your buy now, pay later payments finishing, why don't you keep paying that amount into a savings account or an emergency fund? But I didn't get a reply. So I I find it interesting that people find buy now, pay later, which is the solution, which is fair enough, but they can't put together that it took the event for them to figure out how to find that weekly amount or monthly amount or fortnightly amount in their budget. Like it was obviously already in there if they could afford to continue to pay it and think that buy now pay later is such a good solution. So don't leave it for an emergency or unexpected cost to come up for you to decide that there is a little bit of fat in your budget that you could be putting aside. Right let's get back into muddy mail after that small interjection there. These are two completely different approaches and attitudes towards risk and financial pressure. We are all different, and that is why we need to work out more about ourselves. In the 30 and 30 episode, I go through some of the different ways I've invested in myself and explain how they have helped or hindered me. You can check it out on Spotify or any podcasting platform. Some of the things we discussed are books to help you become better or upskill yourself in your work-life career. Now, I've done an extra podcast on books and people I listen to as well. Why I Pay for YouTube Premium. You've heard me talk about that before. I just can't believe how few Kiwis pay for that it's just so valuable the way to on the way to work today like I've been scootering to work um, and I listen to a podcast or an update on what's happening in the American market, learn about the economy, about bonds, about the share market, about crypto, about what's going on, about inflation, and just I'm just keep myself ahead of the game and it's available on YouTube. I can basically put it in my pocket and it keeps playing, and off I go. And that's where I learn so much stuff. So for me, that's been that's worth the 15 bucks every month. Also, I drove up to work tonight because it's a bit cold and I'm feeling a little bit soft. Okay, so don't don't judge me, but I didn't want to scooter in the dark either because you know crimes increasing in Auckland and I've turned into a bit of a pussy. Now when I drove up here, fuck, I got every single red light and it reminded me, man, I hate this commute and it's only like a 10 minute commute, but man, it was frustrating and just how unproductive people are. Like the light goes green, old mates just sitting there. Do you reckon they're going to go? Are they going to go? Nah, they're not going to go. And in Auckland, I sound like a real Aucklander now, just whinging about Auckland traffic, but the lights are green for like 13 seconds, if that, three seconds, some of them. And you can only get one car through the light, and you think, mate, like fucking, why are you not itching For that light to go green so you can get out of people's way. But we've talked about that too. People that don't know where they're going, that dangerous. But hey, get back on topic, please, Luke. Yeah, cool. Thanks, mate. Uh, The Gallup finder to understand your strengths. We've spoken about that. Very good for you. If you haven't done that, well, you're being lazy. Go and do it. It's good for you. Forms of therapy and... Um, We've spoken as well about the different personality type profiling tests that you could do. I've spoken about one of those in the Keep the Change, and I've popped up as an executive, and I get their regular emails to learn more about what that means, and it's been really, really insightful for all these sorts of things, the things that we can be doing to invest in ourselves. Now, a question for you. Do you allocate any of your budget to learning and investing in yourself? You probably don't. You probably don't think, right? Oh, each month or each fortnight or each week, I'm going to spend $25 on investing in myself, whether that be learning or upskilling. But why not? Why are we not budgeting for this stuff when it is so important for us to continue to learn and to continue to invest? And things have become so cheap now too. You can get free information from different places, i.e. keep the change. Now I have a rule that when I see a book that I know I should read or someone says this is a really good book, I think you should read it. And in the moment I go and have a look at it on the books app or whatever. And I used to, go, oh, it's 34 bucks. Nah, now, I think I'll wait, I'll buy, I'll buy that another time, I'll just, I'll wait. I've been there, and my methodology now is that I buy it, there and then, even if I'm not going to read it, because someone suggested that I should invest that into myself, and I think I, I use it as a way to think, well, I'm going to waste 30 to $50 on shit that I don't need, and I've done this numerous times in my life already, for things that aren't good for me, then I should at least... Commit to buying things and investing in things that are actually going to be good good for me. If I don't choose to use them, well, then that's my lack of discipline. But they store in my books, piece, app, thing, whatever it is, and then I can go back and I can. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot that I brought that book, and I will start to get into it. Belonging by Owen Eastwood is an example of that, and I've brought Tony Robbins' Life Force that I started listening to. The activator in me kicked it straight in, uh, and I'm probably only thirteen percent of the way into it. But I pay for these things, and I know that they're there. And eventually I get to them and I don't uh, I don't just then go, oh, well, because what happens is I, if I was just to go, oh, well, I'll buy that in a month, you know, it's it's $50 or $40 or whatever, then eventually I just won't actually do that. Shit, sorry, team, you can probably hear a bit of background noise now because I think I've come in after 6pm whilst they're actually going to start grinding the floor. So we might just rip through the back of this, hopefully it's not too loud for you. But basically I created a new rule for myself that if, they, if I knew there were books that I should be reading... I would pay for them. So I try to remind myself that the knowledge in that book could unlock a new chapter for me so the 30 to $50 that is the investment in that book has to be worth it. Now we often talk to business owners who have a bigger entertainment budget than the education budget and we ask them, which one do you think is more important? It's very fashionable for business owners to spend heaps of cash on entertainment. They're like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a category that expenses get coded to, looking after their staff or going out for drinks and stuff like that. Now, a lot of business owners believe that investing in people is buying them beers and shouting them food, but that's not going to work for everyone, right? That's all good and well for some people, but not everyone wants the calories. They want the increased capacity received from learning. Now, you and I are no different. Remember that you are your greatest asset. If you're not spending time investing in yourself, then how do you expect other people to invest in you? Who do you expect is going to be investing in you? Think about that. If you can't invest in yourself, then how do you expect your employer to invest into you? Your husband, your wife, your kids, etc. We've got to be investing in ourselves before others will want to take investment into us as well. Now, my strategy is that a bet on myself will pay more in the long run than any company will on the stock exchange. Think about that again. My strategy is that a bet on myself, so increasing my own learning, by spending money and investing on myself, will pay more in the long run over a lifetime of Luke than any company will on the stock market that's going up 4 to 10% a year. We've got to be thinking bigger than that. Here are a couple of extra points to think about which we discussed last time we looked at investing in ourselves because we have spoken about investing in ourselves previously but in a bit of a different light. And granted now we're going into a very complex economic time where we're all, everything's looking pretty ugly out there so we want to be thinking about investing in ourselves in a tough time. Now, are you an employee? Can you invest in getting better at your job? Is your income capped? Use spare time to train in a new field or career. Do you feel unfulfilled in your life? Why not volunteer on the weekends somewhere that will fill your heart up? So if you're feeling like, oh, I just wish that I could work at the SBCA, why don't you go and volunteer there and like rebalance out your fulfillment levels by actually doing some of the things that are going to fill you up? Are you a business owner? Can you invest in your own business before someone else's? You know, why don't, you invest that $5,000 back into your business that's working well rather than putting it into main freight stocks or something like that. Are you a human? Well, I hope so because I'm not sure any aliens are listening to this, but you're going to have a couple of flaws because I f- damn sure know that I do. I was about to say, I oh, fucking do, uh, but I do. So, you know, you can invest in improving those flaws. Do you know what you were good at? Well, if you don't, why not? You should know. You know, I've been interviewing people recently for roles and say, oh, you know, what, what things are you good at? What are your strengths? Oh, I, I think I've taken the piss out of this way too many times on this podcast. I'm punctual and I'm a hard worker and like fucking hell, of course. Like who doesn't say that? Like seriously, who says, oh, no, no don't, you know, uh, don't work very hard and uh, don't really like turning up on time and um, I might buddy, yeah, might just uh, might just go home now. So, you know, figure out what you're actually good at and what your strengths are and how you can add value to an environment, and own that shit, be willing to say, hey, I'm really strategic, hey, I'm really good with other people, hey, I'm really good at um, breaking awkward silence, and hey, I can see things coming before other people can, hey, I'm really good at writing, hey, I'm really good at speaking, hey, I'm really good at making videos, you know, whatever it is, just own that shit, Because those skills are valuable to other people. So can you invest in getting even better at those things? Because usually when we're good at things, we enjoy doing them. That's why we become good at them. So why not push them and squeeze them a little bit further so we become even better at them? That's exactly what athletes do. Artists, singers, painters, all those sorts of people, you know, they are like squeezing and working on their craft. You may want to upskill yourself in a different area and consider a new career. Now, this is more possible in this day and age than ever before. Of course, this can look unattractive as we think we are going backwards compared to staying in our current role or on that path. But where is that path taking you in a five or 10-year time window? What I mean here is that you might be in a job where you think, hmm, if I keep in this role for another five to 10 years, I'm probably not going to change too much in terms of my income as a person, my role. It's probably just you can see where your path is going. And you might think, well, actually, I'm not even enjoying it. So can you use some of your spare time to upskill in an area that perhaps you do want to work in, learning at night on YouTube or doing courses or going back to university? I saw, I met with someone this week who has an all-in-one course to become a Mac Daddy marketer, more specifically digital marketing. And this person is an absolute weapon in this space, And they were helping businesses with digital marketing. And the people were like, well, we don't even know about heaps of this stuff. And he was like, fuck's sake, I'll take it back a couple of steps and I'll build out a course so these people can do it. And then the people were like, oh, I'd rather my staff member do this, or when I can get a staff member, I'll get them to do it. So they're sitting on all this collateral, and it's this epic course that can basically take you from knowing nothing to being, a you could go into just about any business and say, hey, I've probably got what's better than a university degree and it will take you a good four months to work through all of this and you have to work hard through it and you then have to hone your craft but your life could be completely different. So he's built this and that's sitting there for people and you know, there's so many examples of this stuff but you have to decide, are you comfortable with the vehicle that you're currently in? If you're not, then what else are you going to go and do? Maybe you want a way bigger income. Classic people, okay, I'm going to bin being a PE teacher and I'm going to become a real estate agent because that's a higher level of income, those sorts of things. These things are possible for us. It can be very hard to want to do these things, because as we work up our job and our career, we get to a level of income and we think, oh, well, I don't want to go from 60000 back to forty-five. Fuck that, you know, that's too hard. But sometimes we have to take some steps back so that we can take 10 steps forward, right? Now, I don't need to give you your parents' lecture on that, but maybe think about that for yourself, and whether you're actually doing what you want to be doing, and what the capped income is of that, and whether you need to start investing in yourself so you can go on another path and kick some ass over a, long wing, a longer window, i.e. 5 to 10 years' time. Now, I hope that this podcast gives you some ideas about how you can invest in yourself. A, this one, and then B, the one from the 30 and 30. Next week, we'll be talking budgets. And I'm not talking your budget, and I'm not even talking about my budget. I'm talking about a big budget. The government, on the 19th of May, will release their budget. Hopefully, I can provide some insight for you to help you understand it. We've just done a podcast, a pre-budget election podcast for Next Advisory. We've actually finally, in our new office, got the camera all set up too, so we can stream it live to Facebook and stuff. I might start doing that for Keep The Change soon too. We've also been uploading some of the 30 and 30 podcasts onto YouTube. I don't even really know why I'm doing that, because Kiwis don't listen to podcasts on YouTube, uh, but... You never know who might find it that wouldn't have found it. So we're playing with that to see what sort of listens it gets over there. And you never know where they might uh, go with that information. But um, again, I don't think it's a massive use of people's time. Everyone's just flicking through TikTok these days anyway. But um, hopefully, well, I will be able to start streaming some of the podcasts as video as well. And I messaged Mikey earlier who you would have seen from uh, Guardian Smith and Performance Finance and he's going to come in and we're going to sit down and we're going to have a yarn. So we'll start testing that out. And um, you know, it's not going to be your Joe Rogan type levels, but I've got a whiteboard behind me now too. So there's no excuses. I need to start levelling up and giving you guys some uh, more quality content as well. So if there are things that you want to hear about, then let me know. Luke at keepthechange.co.nz. I'd love to hear from you. You're one of 5,000 plus recipients. Then there's people, hundreds of downloads of the podcast every week. So let's say that maybe 6,000 people see, and actually, this goes out via LinkedIn as well, Instagram, Facebook, let's fuck it, let's just say 10,000 people are looking at Keep the Change every weekend. I can't validate that, nor can I prove it, so please don't report me to the Advertising Commission or Council, because they are actually next door, and I'm worried that they're here right now, and they might even be able to hear me talking, so if there's a knock on the door, that's them uh, kicking me out of this building for lying to you, but let's just say 10,000, and if it's not 10,000, well, how about you give me a hand to get there? Why don't you forward this to somebody that's going to be able to help? Put it on your story. Reminder, if you put stuff on social media and we see it, we note it down and we give someone $200 every month who helps promote Keep the Change. And uh, last week, well, yes, it was last week, we sent over a Sharesies voucher to... The winner for April and they were very very happy and I think they were buying e New Zealand shares which is a little bit crook but anyway uh, I'll be helping fund those tomorrow when I get on the plane to Australia. In the meantime did you know we were a week early last week talking about recessions weren't we? Now this week BNZ's head of research Stephen Topless, that's his actual name Stephen Topless, he works like his last name too I've heard. Topless. No, I shouldn't joke because he could listen or someone from BNZ may and they may tell him. But Stephen, keep your shirt on at work. He said that the likelihood of the New Zealand economy ending up in a recession is, and I quote, rising by the day. So we were on to something. We were onto something, but, you know, we never trust economists, do we? So maybe we weren't onto something uh, because Grant Robertson, who is the Minister of Debt in this country, which used to be called the Minister of Finance, but we don't really have any finances anymore, we just have debt, uh, he has said that he can't see us going into a recession. But I don't know, who would you trust, a head of research from BNZ or a politician um, who is the Minister of Debt? You know, it's tough probably just want to flip a coin on that but recession heads or tails you choose but you know we talked about us navigating a recession now today's purpose of this lesson was really thinking about how in a time where it can be so hard to invest because it's so volatile we can stop and go you know what you know what's going to fucking be here at the end of this tough time maybe it's not crypto maybe it's not bonds maybe it's not this stock maybe it's not this company but you're still going to be here so let's go back to basics and let's invest back into ourselves I hope you've enjoyed that lesson. There's been some quick talking in there. There's been a lot of energy as well. I'm fired up. I've got to go home and I've got to finish packing for Australia. I'm really looking forward to getting out of the country. Now I'll be taking my iPad with me and I'd imagine by the time I get back, I'll have a stack of ideas too. And I've actually been uh, writing an extra couple of money mails. So I've got a few stacked up uh, ready to fire out over the next few weeks. So uh, strap yourselves in. We've got some good stuff to learn about. See you next week. Be safe out there.